Uh, and Thank you very much. Listeners, thanks very much for being with us today. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. Uh, don't forget, it's a week full of opportunities, so get out there and start taking it. Peter Lewis is back tomorrow. I'm Richard Harris, and this has been Money Talk. 5, 6, 7 a.m. Radio 3. Just a quick word on the weather. 29 degrees, 81% relative humidity, few showers, isolated thunderstorms in the morning, hot and sunny during the day. Another half-hour news with Samantha Butler. NATO leaders have warned of the growing threat posed by China to the security of the alliance. The Secretary-General of NATO, Jens Stoltenberg, warned that Beijing was coming closer through its military activities in the North Atlantic and Africa, in cyberspace and through Chinese investment in NATO members' critical infrastructure. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Marcus. What was new is the much stronger tone uh, towards China. If you go back to uh, NATO summits, uh, uh, a couple of summits back, there would be very little said about China at all. Uh, But China's rise onto the international stage, its more assertive behaviour as well, is bringing it very much now uh, onto NATO's radar. That means that it is part of this wider uh, challenge to democratic countries uh, from what Mr Biden called authoritarian systems. Plans to end coronavirus restrictions in England have been delayed for four weeks because of rising infections. Total reported cases are now at their highest since February. But hospital admissions and deaths remain low thanks in large part to Britain's rapid vaccination rollout. Prime Minister Boris Johnson said the delay would allow many more people to be fully vaccinated against COVID. Even if the link between infection and hospitalisation has been weakened, it hasn't been severed. And even if the link between hospitalisation and death has also been weakened, I'm afraid numbers in intensive care are also rising. And since today, I cannot say that we have met all our four tests for proceeding with step four on June the 21st. I think it is sensible to wait just a little longer. The outgoing chief prosecutor of the International Criminal Court says she's asked judges to allow her to open a full judicial investigation into murders carried out during the war on drugs in the Philippines. Fatou Bensouda said following a three-year preliminary inquiry, she had now determined there was a reasonable basis to believe crimes against humanity were committed. Here's the BBC's Rachel Wright. In one of her last acts before stepping down as chief prosecutor, Fatou Bensouda has asked judges at the world's only permanent war crimes court to authorise a probe into allegations that police in the Philippines unlawfully killed thousands of civilians between 2016 and 2019. The Philippines left the ICC in 2019 after the court launched a preliminary examination into President Rodrigo Duterte's drug crackdown. But Ms Bensuda said it could investigate crimes committed while the country was still a member. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Backchat. I'm Hugh Chiwetan, your co-host today is Ada Wong. Ada, good morning to you. Good morning, Hugh. More COVID-19 updates today with thoughts on vaccinations for teenagers and incentives to encourage more to get jabbed. 
Uh, Hong Kong children aged 12 to 15 are now able to start getting their BioNTech vaccinations. The government said shuttle bus services could be arranged to run between vaccination centres and schools so students and their parents can get the jabs in groups. Medical staff could also be deployed to give vaccinations at campuses. Health officials, meanwhile, are still investigating how a teenage girl managed to contract a mutated strain. Earlier this month, the 17-year-old's infection snapped the city's 42-day-long stretch with a local unknown source case. But the source still remains a mystery. Meanwhile, the private sector is trying to boost vaccination rates with various incentives, including a flat, $20 million worth of shopping coupons, free insurance policies and gold bars. And Regina Ip is offering a diamond watch, among other things, and will be joining us to explain why but what do you make of that would you join in let us know your thoughts as ever you can leave your comments on our facebook page that's backchat and rthk radio 3 you can email us backchat at rthk.hk or you can call us and our number is 233-88266 that's 233-88266 give us a call and uh, we'll put you on air joining us for the first part of the program this morning we have now dr chair hung hing a pediatrician a former member of the medical council of hong kong and regina Yip, a lawmaker and uh, executive Councillor, Chairwoman of the New People's Party. Others will be joining us in the second part of the programme this morning. Once again, our email address is backchat at rthk.hk. We've got some uh, uh, emails on a variety of uh, topics. Maybe we'll get to those a little bit later in the programme. Let's get into um, our main topic uh, now. Uh, Dr Chair, good morning to you. Many thanks for for, for joining us. Um, so we've se- we, we've seen the uh, the age range uh, extended now to encourage your or to uh, permit young people to take the BioNTech uh, vaccine. Uh, w- mm. What are your thoughts on that? Would you expect many to to uh, join in? It's difficult to say. It really depends on how people think. In fact, initially, I would think more people would receive the vaccine initially. But it comes out that many people are scared of something which is totally illusional. And I, I was, I feel rather strange. I myself get vaccinated. Uh, I think I would be the first batch of people who got vaccinated. And I don't know what people are scaring off. I don't know why. Mm. The, Dr. Tse, it has been said that uh, teenagers perhaps um, are actually safer than elderly to, to take the jab because um, yes, they, 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 they normally don't yes. have high blood pressure or high cholesterol. I would, I would agree with that. That would be the fact. But what, what are the, um, what are the uh, like side effects do you think teenagers might have, like allergies well, and um, things like that? No, it really depends on what kind of vaccine you are talking about. There are two types of vaccine available in Hong Kong right now. The BioNTech and the Sinovac and the Coronavac. Yeah. I would think that the, uh, as far as side effects are concerned, I would think Coronavac is better than BioNTech. Yeah, but um, the, from 12, age 12 to 15, the only BioNTech is available at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the only choice available. Yes. But there are, there are two types of vaccines available in Hong Kong at the present moment. Yeah. Yes, but I, I'm not sure whether I'm correct, but as I read, um, you know, uh, age 12 and 15, you know, the teenagers, they they are only um, uh, encouraged to take the uh, BioNTech and, and yeah, not the... Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. So, so, so you think it is still okay? You know, there are more side effects, um, you know, from people who have had the BioNTech <coughs> vaccine. Now, comparing two vaccines, I would say uh, coronavirus is a safer, safer one. But for the vaccine alone, I would say 
the benefit is all is much better than the risk. The benefit is much better. I would, I would encourage people to get vaccinated. Vaccination is only most effective way to prevent an infectious disease so far. Doesn't this come down to the parents? Won't the parents uh, be making the decision? Maybe the whole decision, maybe part of the uh, decision when it comes to when it comes to uh, teenagers. Uh, And 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 if if so, you know, the parents might well say, "Well, look, this is really not a health risk for my child. It's not a significant Mm -hmm. risk. Uh, Why, you know, why take the chance?" Uh, why, you know, it might, there might be some danger to my, to my child from uh, side effects. Um, I'm just not going to take the risk. You are absolutely correct. The risk for teenagers, for young people is much, much less than is reported for old people for the vaccination. In fact, no, I mean for the disease, for the disease, for, for COVID-19. Yes. It's not really a you significant threat to, to right. young people, is it, in Hong Kong? You are, ab- you are absolutely right. The risk of getting the disease is higher for young people, getting the disease. But the risk of serious illness and death is much, much lower. You are absolutely right. So why do we try to vaccinate young children? The reason is, you get a uh, herd immunity among young people, then the risk of infecting old people from the young people is, would be much, much less. This is not only for the benefit for the young people, but for the benefit of infecting old people in their household. Mm. I, I can see that, but how would you persuade parents of that? How would you persuade them to kind of offer up their children for the sake of society they may a lot of people might feel you know my primary responsibility is to look after my yes. children and protect my children yes you're absolutely right for for young people and and teenager and young children the risk of infection is much higher because they're more mobile they're more they have more social interaction so the risk of getting infection is much less but the risk of serious illness and serious of death is much lower, but it's still their risk. The, ser- the risk of death is much, much lower, but the, serious, but the risk of serious illness arising from the infection would be not too low. So the, the way to persuade parents to have their children get vaccinated is to, is to uh, tell them the risk of getting serious illness. Not the risk of death. The risk of death is very, very low for young children. Okay, but you know, but for um, any young person uh, under eighteen, um, uh, parents' consent forms um, yes. need need to be obtained, and um, uh, it has also been reported that um, you know the health department would be quite happy to um, to send doctors and nurses to schools if um, over three hundred people have signed up. Do you think this would amount to pressure? among parents and among um, uh, young people that they need to be vaccinated and if those who, um, you know, for some reason they do not want to be vaccinated, they'll be uh, sort of sidelined? No. For me, no. It really, really see the pressure. It really depends on who conceives the message. In my personal opinion, I would not say that that's a pressure. So I would emphasize that the risk of infection for teenagers is extremely high because of their social interaction. But the risk of 
getting serious illness is relatively low. But because of the denominator is so high, then the actual factors for serious infection would be much higher. Also with us, as I say, is uh, Regina Yip, Mrs Yip, a member of the Executive Council. Good morning to you. Thanks so much indeed for, for joining us again. Uh, so uh, I believe that you've, you, you're one of these people who, are, who have uh, 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 ruffling items or uh, having a, a draw for items to encourage, uh, to stimulate more people to, uh, to get vaccinated in Hong Kong. Tell, tell us about what you're offering and why. I'm offering personally a vintage Rolex Cellini watch, ladies' wristwatch set with diamonds and tourmaline. Uh, I bought it in 1993 at about 10,000 US, so it must be worth tens of thousands now. And um, HSBC memor- uh, commemorated bank notes, um, the 150th anniversary HSBC commemorated bank notes, one sheet of 35 $100 bank notes, uh, which uh, somebody has offered a bit of 40,000 for it. So we will use the 40000 to buy gift coupons uh, of 10000 each for winners. Because under the gambling ordinance, uh, we are not allowed to offer cash as raffle draw price. By the way, I heard uh, Dr. J's argument. You know, his is purely a medical argument. Um, from a medical point of view, vaccination is a public good, as you say. What's in it for parents if it is just to minimize the risk for older people? But I think there are real benefits for young people, too, because I think um, government should be advocating cutback of quarantine periods for people who are fully vaccinated. You know, a lot of teenagers will be traveling. I think other governments are considering the same. You need more carrots, not just a raffle draw, but also, you know, less social uh, distancing restrictions if you are fully vaccinated. I think these would be attractive to young people. And I agree with Dr. Jay that uh, the risk of younger people spreading to older people is real because they socialize. They go to clubs, bars, you know, they go to school. You know, if you could say that people who are fully vaccinated can resume, students can resume in-person teaching and do a lot, a lot more extracurricular activities, that would um, give people more incentive to, to vaccinate other than getting prizes from raffle draws. Uh, Regina, uh, good morning. Uh, I like your idea, but um, how come the government is not differentiated those um, you know who have been vaccinated and those who have not been? Because the quarantine period is the same at the moment. Uh, the government is a rather risk adverse, you know, uh, because it's important to open the border. But a lot of people have been advocating. Europe is issuing, EU is issuing um, uh, vaccine passports. I think we should offer more incentive in the form of cutback of quarantine period for people who are fully vaccinated or people who can show they have antibodies. I think our government should go one step further. Um, going back to your uh, collector's items, uh, how, how do people enter the lucky draw? Because there are now many, many offers uh, um, and, you know, around Hong Kong uh, with um, coupons uh, whatnot. Yes. How, how, how would that happen? Do you well, know? Um, my party is, offer, is offering prizes worth 
at least a million dollars. Many members of my party have donated diamond, pendant, pendant, coffee coupons, dining coupons, and all that. I think uh, we will start the registration process uh, end of this month, 29th June. People could register in person in our district offices all over Hong Kong, New Territories East and West, and Hong Kong Island, or online. Our website will be ready uh, by end of this month. So they need to register first, and only eligible persons need to be Hong Kong permanent residents who are fully vaccinated, two shots in Hong Kong, not in mainland China, because we want to encourage vaccination in Hong Kong. And they have to be our party member or join as a friend. You know, we are not using this exercise to boost membership. All you need to do is to join as a member, you know, just to join our social activities. We already have 30,000 members, 30,000 friends of our party. You know, so we are not asking for political commitment because although we have um, more than um, um, quite a number of prices relative to the, the number of people who are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, I think 1.2 million, the chance of winning is not that high. So we are following the practice of more operators. For example, they also developers, operators, more owners, they also require uh, prospective participants to to register. So we are doing the same. Why don't you do it without that, though? Why don't you just allow anyone to, if you really want to encourage more people, remove that requirement? Um, the, the chance of winning will be smaller. You know, we restrict it to people who are closely, more closely connected with us. The chance of winning will be higher. We want, we don't want to disappoint too many people. And we will have three rounds of Breville draw starting with the lower value prices like dining coupons, health check coupons, coffee poop coupons and all that. People who have won in the first round can still take part in the second round and the third round, you know, where the highest value prices are reserved. Um, well, uh, that, does it mean that the developers and, and yourselves, your party, will have separate um, websites and, uh, uh, for example, I'm vaccinated and I have to go to different websites to get myself registered so that um, I'm eligible for the draw and nobody is uh, centrally coordinating this? Yeah, my colleague Eunice Young did ask this question and the government said they cannot decline. It's, it's really hard for the government to set up a centralised website because there are different, um, different companies, developers are offering different, different uh, raffle draw every day, you know. So, so, so the I onus is on you and, and other people who have offered, um, you know, prices uh, to, to you, verify, um, you know, that the people who have registered uh, have already been fully vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, we will verify. They have to produce either hard copy of the vaccination uh, vaccination record, which health department produces, or the electronic record in the eHealth or Leave Home Safe app. You know, I think uh, people would, if they want an apartment, you know, they will look up the the website of the developer who's offering an apartment in Kaitech. Or if they want iPhones, they'll look up the, the website of um, of uh, the company that's offering iPhones. You know, I think. Um, that's um, because there's a great variety of offers these days. Um, I'm afraid people will have to look up different websites.
Okay. Our number is 233-88266. Please call. We want to hear from you. You can email as well, bankchat at rthk.hk with your questions and comments. We've got a caller on the line now, Gerafine, I think. Good morning. Yes, yes, good morning. Good morning, Mrs. Hip. It's really nice to see you again on the radio. Um, I have a question. Everything seems to be a bit sort of uh, haphazard with these lucky draws. Um, You're leaving a lot of out of this because many of the elderly won't have uh, a fantastic smartphone or a computer uh, such as myself. And I, I was wondering if the people who have been vaccinated well before the government uh, tried to stimulate the vaccination period, uh, period uh, are they included in the drawer? Is it only after... They, they are eligible. They are eligible. Every person who is full, a Hong Kong, every Hong Kong permanent resident, fully okay. vaccinated in Hong Kong, as opposed to in UK or in mainland China, is eligible. All they need to do is to do some evidence of vaccination in Hong Kong. Yes, obviously. Um, the other question is, how do you find all these websites? I mean, uh, it's, uh, I don't uh, read Chinese, so I can't read the Chinese newspapers. <laughs> Sadly, um, um, we are. Um, we are. Know, I, I also don't uh, buy the local, uh, like South China, that because I, I yeah. have a broken leg and it's very hard for me to get down to anywhere to actually buy them. Yeah, I understand. Our website is called luckydraw.npp.org.hk, and okay. we will have an English version ready soon. LuckyDraw.npp.org.hk, but um, people don't need to register. Registration will only start 10 a.m. 29 June 2021. 29 June 10 a.m. So no hurry, and there'll be three rounds of draw. Three rounds of draw. You know. You know, you may have noticed states of Ohio, states of California doing the same. Ohio's offering draws of uh, 5 million US, you know, and uh, 1 million top price every draw. <laughs> Very <Fantastic>. generous. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not American. The same rationale, the same rationale. Yeah. And thank you for clearing everything up. And, and uh, it's really good to have you on the radio. So have, thank have you. a nice day. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. many thanks for your call. 233 is our number. Uh, Mrs. It, one, one concern I've, I've seen expressed by um, people who work in uh, the NGO field, uh, charities, is that for a lot of the um, uh, companies, the large companies, uh, these uh, very sort of generous offers are coming out of their their uh, CSR budget uh, and this is kind of going to effectively going to be their contribution to charity um, this year for, for these uh, for these companies especially the developers uh, and so on and that's going to be a bit of a blow for the for the individual charities any thoughts on that well I can't speak for them but you know most um, uh, businesses have suffered there are RDE retail dining entertainment they have all suffered you know and um, I can understand them using the raffle draw also to boost their business, you know, it's entirely understandable, you know. It's a very tough year for everybody. And I hope they will go back to the higher level of CSR budget next year. Mm.
And and you think that uh, with all these uh, stimulation, um, more people will actually go uh, to the vaccination and they will no longer be so worried? The, the number of vaccinations, people getting vaccinated have gone up. You know, I think it's now 35,000 to 40,000 per day and going up. But I think other than raffle draw prices, you need other incentives like cutback and quarantine period for people who are fully vaccinated. That's very important for business people. You know, um, you know, Hong Kong is an international city. A lot of people need to travel. And it's summer, a lot of students coming back, you know, a lot of people going to school. So um, I think um, I think the government needs to offer more incentives. Mm. As you say, it's natural that these uh, that these companies uh, use the this occasion to to uh, uh, build up business and uh, in, enhance their uh, image. And for yourself and for the New People's Party, uh, is this uh, a sign that uh, you also want to enhance your image? Are you thinking of becoming chief executive? I think all political parties or leaders want to enhance their image. Sure, absolutely. Every day we do it every day, yep. you know election or no election we do it every day you know but um we want to help the government i think high vaccination rate is very important for hong kong we lag behind other financial centers new york london singapore um i think that does not reflect well on hong kong um that does not reflect well on the effectiveness of the government or, or, or on the trust of the people in the government. So we want to do our part to help. Sure, absolutely. You can, our party you... members have responded enthusiastically. Absolutely. You can do both things, of course. Um, and, and yes. yeah, just to repeat my Nothing question, that, uh, sure. do, do you want to be chief executive? Uh, I can't answer this question. You know, there are serious legal consequences. Yeah. Oh, OK, because then you'd be campaigning or... Yeah, I th that could be misinterpreted, you know. And then I can't even have lunch or dinner with anyone who would be, be who could become an election committee member. Right. Okay. So I, but I, from what you saying that, my <laughs> the implication would be that you you are standing for chief executive implicitly. Well, I, 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 as you can't I, said, I can't answer that question. Yeah. You know? But I don't think any eligible person could rule himself or herself out. But I hope the next election will be a positive one. You know, people would not resort to negative campaigning, you know, much throwing, that sort of thing, you know. I hope the next election will project more, will produce more positive energies for Hong Kong. Okay. Uh, and uh, uh, Chair Hong Hing, before you go, I also wanted to, uh, this is a possibility of extending the uh, age range uh, even further to uh, younger children. Uh, what do you think about that, Dr. Chair, about uh, having children, say, from the age of three uh, getting vaccinations? I think they will be the way forward. Yeah, they will be the way forward because the risk of infection is much higher because of the schooling. They they went back, they go back to school every day, and that is where the infection comes from. So it could protect themselves from serious illness. And it would be a better way to prevent that by vaccination. So if you to extend the age range of vaccination to the age of about three, it's a, it's a positive move. Has there been enough evidence to, to show that, um, you know, very young children, like um, kindergarten children, could benefit from the vaccine? Of course, if you look at the influenza disease, it, in 
fact, this, this uh, COVID-19 is very similar to influenza. If you look at uh, influenza, it is much, much better to get young children above the age of three to get vaccinated. But again, you know, I see a lot of young children, they have all sorts of allergies. Are you worried that these allergies um, might work against the vaccine? No, if you sign the way, I will not worry about that. With the same technology in producing the influenza vaccine, the same technology. Okay, one more comment from Paul, sticking up for young people, who says that all your guests seem to be quick to accuse youngsters of socialising and therefore pose a risk spreading the disease. Can I ask if any of your panel have ever been out to a wet market or perhaps have a look round early in the morning at the queues for free newspapers? I'm afraid it's the elderly who are allowed to group up freely, which means that this new coercion effort to vaccinate kids is just unwarranted child abuse. That comes from Paul uh, in Taipo. And uh, Elango says, uh, good morning, Hong Kong. I see the trend of vaccine booking going down recently from 30,000 to 20,000. The average daily first dose may go down from 30,000 to 20,000 soon. This is a worrying trend. The government should increase the efforts to clear the misconceptions of the vaccines. Why are they not roping in some experts and celebrities who are not closer to the government to persuade the majority of people? Also, the incentives are not enough. Still, the vaccinated people are subject to a long period of close contact and inbound quarantine. This is not supporting the government's claim that vaccines are the way to normality. If it's true, then declare a timeline when the quarantines would be reduced or removed so people can see the benefit in the near future. Also, says Delango, the kids under 12 should be exempted. What's the use of incentives if adults with kids cannot enjoy the incentives? That's uh, for family travel, uh, presumably. Delango, uh, thank you very much indeed for uh, your, your comment. We've got some more emails and on a variety of topics, as I say, which we'll get to a little bit later. In the meantime, many thanks to Regina Yip uh, joining us now, lawmaker, member of the Executive Council, chairwoman of the New People's Party, and Dr Chair Hung Hing, who's a paediatrician and former member of the Medical Council of Hong Kong. And a paediatric uh, immunology, allergy and infectious disease specialist will be joining us after the news, uh, as well as a uh, family physician. You've got any, especially medical uh, questions, uh, thoughts, comments, uh, now's your opportunity. You can call us as ever on 233-88266 or drop us a line. The weather, a few showers today, isolated thunderstorms this morning, then hot, 30 degrees, the latest readings, with a relative humidity now of 79%. Back in three minutes. And his Australian counterpart, Scott Morrison, discussed the broad terms of a trade deal between the two countries at a meeting in London. A formal announcement is expected tomorrow. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back. This is Back Chat on a Tuesday morning, uh, first one of the week after the uh, holiday. We're talking about aspects of uh, COVID-19. We were talking to Chair Hung Hing, a paediatrician, and uh, Regina Yip, Executive Counselor in the first part of the programme. We're joined now by Dr Mike Kwan, a paediatric immunology, allergy and infectious disease specialist, and Dr Kwan Karmay, who is a family physician. Uh, your thoughts, especially of a medical nature, your questions uh, as well, please uh, share them by emailing backchat at rthk.h. 
RTHK. We'll do our best to leave out your, read out your messages. Or you can go to our Facebook page. That's Bank Chat on RTHK Radio 3. Or you can call us, and our number is 233-88266. Uh, first, as promised, some thoughts on uh, other issues from our discussions uh, left week, uh, l- last week. Uh, Bowen says the... Uh, this is talking about uh, uh, the bar. Uh, Bowen says that the opinion expressed by Boris about the desirability of fusion of the two branches of the legal profession is perhaps applicable in the Western democracies, but inapplicable in the case of Hong Kong, where the independence of a reserve pool of lawyers is mandatory. Uh, Jeremy says Hamlet, this is referring to Tim Hamlet, is an insurgent masquerading as a journalist. The very fact that he has a press pass and a column is all the proof you need of press freedom in Hong Kong. David says a couple of points. Who says the police haven't detected the case of the man on fire? It's understood the suspect has been identified and is currently hiding in Taiwan, along with numerous other persons suspected of various criminal offences committed over the past two years. Second, my understanding is that the so-called extradition bill did not arise directly as a result of the Taiwan murder case, but was more to keep Hong Kong in line with various international requirements, particularly with regard to FATF anti-money launder requirements. The extradition bill requirements met with international standards on international rendition and key to this were the need for all requests to be one, approved by a High Court judge, two, there could be no mass extradition, i.e. every application had to be a single subject request, three, the law which the subject is suspected to have committed in the uh, requesting country must correspond to an existing law in the country to which the request is made. The bill was not draconian in any sense, but its introduction was poor and badly timed, and this was exploited by those who wanted to see it colluding with the PRC. At any rate, the disorder that followed, created by those who sought to exploit the situation, resulted in a huge goal. Three, as for no foreign involvement in the Hong Kong insurrection, you've got to be joking. The US has admitted funding various anti-government groups in Hong Kong. Look at Apple Daily's Mark Simon and his bank ground. I'm confident it will all come out in the wash, i.e. Jimmy Lai's forthcoming trial. Where did all the US flags and identical pro-US placards come from? Anyone heard of NED and its aims? That comes uh, from uh, David. Uh... OK. Uh, Andrew K uh, says, Signal 1, this is addressed to the observatory, Signal 1 for a depression south of Hainan Island, time to close the observatory and outsource our weather forecasting. Paisley says, uh, uh, on the China nuclear plant, USS, US assessing uh, reported leak at facility in Taishan in Guangdong. Surely this story should be featured on your show. Maybe invite someone from CLP, which owns 25% of Diabay, to your show, to comment on the threat that this Taishan plant poses to Hong Kong. That's from Paisley. Uh, and a, uh, uh, a lot of uh, emails uh, reacting to the first part of our programme this morning. Jim says, why does the media com- continually try to instil fear about a medical treatment which has been injected safely into billions of humans? The negative risk is low if existing at all. Uh, that is uh, from uh, Jim. And then uh, on the other hand, uh let's see um uh, uh yeah hang on gene says um hang on let's this one uh Okay, Tony says, how can we believe what any government or scientist says? An example in UK between first and second jabs was three weeks. Now it's 12 weeks or, or longer. Uh, on uh, With the subject line, flaunting personal wealth for what cause? Anorak says, ladies, diamond, Rolex, watch, sheets of banknotes, diamond pendants, etc. Symbols of personal wealth flaunted for what purpose? Ego? 
Jean says opening the vaccines to teenagers will help the vaccine upsake in terms of numbers, but it does not address vaccine hesitancy. Kudos to the private sector for providing incentives, but the government does not seem to show any confidence in its own vaccines. Remove quarantine restrictions completely. Bracket seven day quarantine makes no sense because the vaccine does not de decrease the incubation period. Remove all social distancing rules for vaccinated people and even allow vaccinated people to go around without masks. These are not incentives, but a reflection of the medical possibility of transmission. Of course, the vulnerable need to be protected, similar to how we protect immunocompromised patients, masks, social distancing, etc. And vaccinated people looking after vulnerable people should take similar precautions. The only way to overcome vaccine hesitancy is to show confidence that vaccines work. Otherwise, we are in lockdown forever. Uh, and uh, Bradley says, too late, I'm afraid. Could you ask your guest, Regina Ip, if the free gifts and Rolex watch will be given in a personal capacity or under the party's name? Did Mrs Ip's party have to apply for some sort of authorization? I thought Hong Kong had strict rules preventing political parties from giving out gifts. Would be good if your guest could clarify on how they avoid conflicts of uh, interest. Uh, and Alango says, why can't the lucky draw happen every week starting in June instead of all the lucky draw happening together in September? In this way, people can see someone winning it every week so they can be encouraged to vaccinate to participate. Uh, and uh, MT says, Regina Yip stated that the government is risk adverse. It's not that the government does not have a plan, but rather comes up with the next step week by week and announced every Tuesday after Exco. This is not the way to lead Hong Kong and allow society to live with this virus. That's from MT. Yes, and with us now we have two Dr. Kwans. Uh, perhaps we can start with Dr. Mike Kwan. Um, over the weekend, um, health officials um, are telling us that they're still investigating how this teenage girl, 17-year-old, um, managed to contract a mutated strain of COVID-19. That's the alpha variant from Britain. Um, are you worried that, um, you know, we still cannot find a source of her infection? Dr. Kwan. Uh, I not really worry, but we need to find out really the source uh, of that infection. And uh, based on the, this uh, finding of still suspicious infection in the community, and actually we really need to consider whether we, the uh, general population need to uh, receive the uh, vaccination to got to have themselves protected against the infection. Well, the, the fact that, um, you know, we, we see this mutated strain on, on a youngish person, um, under 18, um, it, well, it, it shows that, um, you know, it is, not, is it perhaps more important for the younger people to get vaccinated. What, what's your take yeah. on that? Yeah, yeah, that's because uh, people sometimes consider young people having less uh, severe disease compared with the adults. But I can, I can tell you, although the, the young people, they... In acute diseases, they may have uh, lesser symptoms. In Hong Kong, at this moment, in acute disease, uh, nobody uh, go into the intensive care unit. But in our follow-up of these infected or recover uh, patients, uh, many of them actually got some of the uh, consequences or sequelae from the infections. Not to mention that when the adolescent got infected, they need to be uh, isolated in hospital for two to three weeks being isolated from their families and they need to stay alone in the isolation rooms and and after recovery uh, during our follow-up we detected some of them uh, got some of the complications or the sequelae of this uh, COVID disease. What, what could some of those complications be? 
Yeah, let, let me quote one very severe complication that uh, we identified last year was a 11-year-old uh, boy who recovered from the COVID infection. But around one, week, one month later, four weeks later, he returned to our hospital presented with a high fever, really high fever, up to 40 degrees Celsius, and generalized uh, rash on the body, and a uh, red, uh, red eyes, that means he got a congenitis, and a very red swollen uh, lips and also tongue. It, the appearance of the tongue just like a strawberry, what we call a strawberry tongue. And the appearance uh, actually looks like what we call a Kawasaki disease. But in for pediatrician, usually we, we see Kawasaki disease in the young, very young children. But this is a 10-year-old boy uh, who recovered from COVID. And uh, in April and May last year, we heard uh, in, from the overseas uh, expert that uh, this is what we call the uh, pediatric multi-system inflammatory syndrome. Uh, or the other term is uh, multi-system inflammatory syndrome infusion, or uh, MISC. This is a very severe inflammatory disorder uh, up in those individuals recover from the COVID infection. And talking about uh, this boy, this boy needs to, need to be care in the intensive care unit. And uh, at that time, we need to have multi-teleconference with the overseas doctor to discuss uh, and also gain their experience in the management. And luckily, eventually, we successfully treated this boy, and uh, now he is still being a follow-up in my clinic uh, for for his progress. So this is a very severe complications as a result of the COVID uh, disease uh, in children. And for other other complications, just like I, I got a, around ten uh, ten adolescents, they have a uh, change of the smell or change of the taste. Uh, problem. For example, they, they cannot taste uh, the garlic or they cannot, cannot uh, taste the uh, spi- uh, spicy food. Or, 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 and uh, this condition actually lasts for several months. And some of them, these symptoms happen uh, two to three months after their recovery. So this is what we call the post-COVID syndrome. And uh, apart from this uh, loss of smell and loss of taste, and some of the, the adolescents, they have a problem with their exercise tolerance. For example, several kids that they can previously, they, they can run around uh, 10 fights of day in one breath, but now they, they can't even manage two to three uh, fights of, of theirs. So uh, you, you, you just you can imagine how their, their problem with their exercise capacity and after recover from the COVID infection. So I, I, I just listed many many uh, uh, sequelae after the infection. So the, in conclusion, the, the COVID infection really affects the uh, children and adolescents. And so that's why we advocate uh, the children in our population being vaccinated and protect yourself and also protect your family members and also other people in the community. Okay. Uh, Kwan Kame, Dr. Kwan, good morning to you. Hello, good morning. Uh, good morning. Kwan Kame, the other, the other Dr. Kwan. Uh, 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 thanks very much indeed for, for, for joining us today. You're, you're, you're a family physician. If parents come to you uh, and say, you know, what's, what's your advice? Should, should my child uh, get uh, vaccinated? What sort of questions will you ask? What sort of advice would you give? Well, um, I, I think the parents themselves should get it also. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, because of the parents, um, if, if they have no contraindication for vaccination, the parents themselves should get the vaccine. And then they should set up a good example for 
confidence and the knowledge and educate them and, you know, give them the uh, proper knowledge and reassure them that the uh, vaccine is safe and, uh, uh, and protective. So uh, I think the parents should get it and then they should encourage uh, their teenagers to get it. What about the, uh, should teenagers uh, make the decision uh, in the end or how would you balance it between the parents and the teenagers? Who decides? That, uh, yes, you have to have the teenagers' consent also. Mm-hmm. But then the parents can educate them and, you know, tell them the, uh, 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 how safe it is and then ask them to listen to the expert and not to some fake news, you know, concerning the, the side bags and then uh, of the vaccine. Um, why, why is that, you know, for the flu vaccine? Uh, people uh, are quite willing to take the flu vaccine and, and there's no worry about um, side effects and things like that. But, you know, when it comes to the COVID vaccine, uh, people are really nervous about it. Do you know why? The flu vaccine has been around for many, many years. It has been, you know, for, for, for uh, I think, more than 30 or 40 years in Hong Kong. So uh, everybody has been taking it. Uh, the elderly have been taking it. The very young children have been taking it. So it has a so that has a, uh, we have a long history of experience with the flu vaccine and it's proven to be safe and effective. And then we know that we have to do it every year. But then for the COVID vaccine, it's a new thing. You know, it's just developed for one year. So everybody is a bit you know uh, skeptical about it. They're cautious. They want to wait and see. And then there are some reports on some uh, side effects and some uh, maybe some uh, 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 um, uh, deaths or maybe may or may not be related to the vaccine. And then so uh, people are getting very scary and then they are very skeptical about it. And then so everyone in one, everybody then wanted to wait and see to see, you know, if other people have taken the vaccine, whether they're getting, you know, uh, all these side effects or not. But now that um, teenagers um, from age of 12 you know, could get the vaccine, you think this will boost confidence or do you think it will be, well, most likely the same? Now, um, they are doing, uh, they, uh, uh, 13 other countries have approved of uh, lowering the age uh, uh, to uh, 12 uh, for doing the, uh, um, the, the, uh, the, the messenger RNA vaccine. All right. And then they did a study on 2,200 something children. And then they, uh, and they, they published their, their reports on the New England Journal of Medicine already. And then they say this is 100%, it offers 100% protection after two doses. So, um, um, so now, uh, I think uh, yesterday we saw some uh, uh, teenagers in Hong Kong going for vaccination also. And um, we have also done uh, studies in uh, some Hong Kong children uh, on uh, teenagers on uh, this, um, receiving this messenger RNA vaccine. So, um, so far, um, we don't hear any side effects. And if um, um, and if uh, uh, more and more people, uh, uh, more and more teenagers come out to get it, then um, well, then uh, others will follow suit. And um, um, so I think um, if, we, if, we, if if the government put down their age limit to uh, twelve, this uh, uh, this group of twelve to fifteen year old comprises about three uh, percent of the total uh, Hong Kong population. So if, um, you know, uh, this group of uh, people who get uh, vaccinated, then they can boost up the uh, vaccination rate also in Hong Kong. 
Okay, uh, uh, Dr. Kwan, Mike Kwan, uh, here's a couple of uh, uh, emails, one in particular that, that has specific uh, medical scientific points to make. First of all, Tony says there is no proof that the vaccine will stop the spread of the virus. It's still an experiment. Uh, and uh, someone who signs himself Dr. Mike, though I, my understanding is that this, doc, this is a, a veterinary uh, doctor, says um, your paediatrician, that's referring to Che Hung Hing in the first part of the program, should hang his head in shame. Uh, Dr. Mike, in inverted comments, says this so-called vaccine, actually an experimental synthetic nucleotide for the purpose of programming your dendritic cells to manufacture a spike protein, which is increasingly being demonstrated as a toxic protein to the body. I reiterate a, an experimental injection. Recent studies have shown that the spike protein aggregates in various tissues in the body, including endothelial lining, myocardium, testes and endometrium. Your paediatrician guest is not in a position to determine the effects these spike proteins will have on fertility. Last time I checked, it takes nine months to carry a fetus to term. He cannot possibly know any future effects on fertility. Young vaccinated men are already expressing myocarditis well beyond the statistical norm. He would have sworn an oath of doing no harm. It's easily demonstrated that young healthy people have less chance of succumbing to coronavirus infections than the flu virus. In the period before corona, no competent medic would ever have recommended a flu vaccine for kids. I recommend all listeners to look up Professor Peter McGullough, Texas A&M, for a more intelligent commentary on this subject. That comes from, as I say, Dr. Mike. Uh, Dr. Uh, Mike Kwan, do, do you want to respond to that? Um, uh, basically, that uh, this, is a, this is experimental and that there's evidence that uh, the uh, spike protein, which is, uh, which is uh, produced by the, or in response to the uh, vaccination, uh, is uh, actually harmful to the body. Any uh, thoughts on that? And thank you for your comment. And uh, I just will say with all, due, with all due respect and also the respect to the audience written this message, those are the misinformation. And uh, actually, regarding this vaccine, these are under very, very serious and uh, multi-step tested process. And those are safe being launched to the uh, to the market. Just say this, the, uh, the family doctor just mentioned the paper in children just published in 27th of May in New England Journal of Medicine. As you know, the New England Journal of Medicine is a very prestigious journal, and uh, those data published actually uh, undergone very severe re uh, peer review and review by many, many experts. This vaccine actually saves in children and with minimal, minimal side effects. And although that paper only, only reported 2,200 uh, uh, children 12 to 15 years of age. But I can tell you in many parts of the world, in USA and uh, in many other countries, they already given given this vaccine to many, many these individuals. And the side effects still very minimal. And, and just regarding the science, the mRNA is just to help our body to produce the spike protein and then we can produce the antibody to against the coronavirus when we further encounter them. This mRNA cannot alter our genetic information, and they have no effect on our other other system. They cannot affect our our growth, our our genetic uh, constituents, 
And so I, I, I regard those information, those are misinformation. I, I think that, yeah, the, the specific point was that the, 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 well, the fertility, the spike protein aggregates in various tissues in the body, uh, and that in, including testes and endometrium, and so those might have an effect on fertility. And basically we don't know because we don't know, uh, we haven't had, sort of had nine months to, to test it. Actually, actually, according to science, will be eradicated by our, by our body, and we will not be applicated and uh, affect our fertility. But as you said, as you as I said, these uh, vaccines have the the we have we are still gathering the other scientific information, and uh, if if they really have other serious side effects, they, they will they will be reported by many other countries and. Uh, uh, we, we will know them in the in the future. I, I want to talk about 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 the myo, myocarditis. Those are another separate symptoms we related to this vaccine because uh, in the overseas country or region they detected some of these adolescents they, or or other adults they develop some chest some symptoms of chest pain and features and of the myocarditis. Uh, Temporarily, temporarily related to the COVID vaccination, but according to the present uh, reported and the present uh, calculation, there, there's only a slight increase in the incidence of this myocarditis. And advice from the expert and uh, in overseas country, not in Hong Kong, is that those those uh, adolescents or children received the uh, vaccination, they should have a uh, avoid the strenuous exercise for around one week. And just to take more rest and avoid the very strenuous exercise, and this will, this will be okay. Okay, some more uh, thoughts from listeners. John says, Dear Backchat, employers are required to provide employees a safe and healthy workplace, so it's strange this has not been used to force employees to get vaccinated, just as employers require employees to wear and use safety equipment. As the doctor says, the more people who are vaccinated, the safer the community becomes. It would seem perfectly reasonable for an employer to insist employees are vaccinated to create the safe and healthy workplace they, they're obliged to provide. Uh, it's perfectly normal to have a medical report before employing someone and new university students have always had to produce evidence of vaccination for measles etc before entering the university customers could help too by insisting um, that uh, those who serve them are vaccinated for instance those going to a hospital could insist that all doctors and nurses treating them are vaccinated that comes uh, from uh, john uh, and um Jay says, great government is playing politics because if we have children, we have to give them BioNTech injections so they can travel to Europe and the vaccine is accepted. And instead of the government giving out money, I want the government to give money to every person around 55 up to have 2,500 for a medical before we have the vaccinations to have a proper, complete medical because we, the elderly, are being ripped off by the doctors and these medical companies and many doctors will not take responsibility to give you a proper decision because they can't basically they give you an answer it's up to you uh, that's uh, from uh, Jay uh, and uh, on um, on Facebook uh, Kim has a couple of uh, comments why does the government not have any guidelines for healthcare facilities uh, I've heard that each facility has its own guideline how can I find out the vaccination rates of hospital staff before going shouldn't this information be readily available so I have a choice the public is more informed about restaurants than doctors, surgeries or hospitals which seems ludicrous um, and Kim also says the Hong Kong government starts to 
needs to start giving the people of Hong Kong the right message and stop contradicting itself. If you're asking us to trust the science and get vaccinated, then the Hong Kong government should trust the science and allow those who are fully vaccinated to be exempted from government quarantine, whether returning from overseas or due to close contact, and loads of other logical benefits and incentives. Uh, without these, those who are not vaccinated can easily think even the government doesn't trust it. There are no benefits for being vaccinated other than the lucky draws being offered by the uh, private sector. And Jim says on youth infections, young people lie, isolate and treat them. Forget it. If that person reinfects, we know they are indulging in unsafe personal behaviours. That comes uh, from uh, Jim. Um, Dr. Quan, Quan Kame, uh, the, we, we, the paediatrician in the first part of the programme was saying that the the uh, young people are more at risk in, in Hong Kong because they socialise more, uh, that they uh, mix more uh, with each other, uh, and therefore they're, they're, they're more at risk. Would you, would you go along with that? I mean, we've had other people saying, well, no, old people uh, uh, mingle a lot as well. Any thoughts? Well, I hope uh, children and teenagers are more active. They should be anyway, right? Mm -hmm. So... I think, you know, for them, you know, uh, if they want to uh, to enjoy uh, their summer holidays and to enjoy more sports activity, sports activity and to enjoy more, have more extracurricular activities and, uh, and, and want to go abroad, then they should seriously consider to get themselves vaccinated if they have no contraindication. Because, you know, that would be, you know, uh, uh, when and we are hoping that the government can help to cut down left quarantine periods for those who are fully vaccinated when they come back to Hong Kong. So they don't have to quarantine for so long, period. Mm. Yeah, so according to your observation, um, Dr. Kwan Kame, um, you know, your patients, um, particularly oh. parents, uh, you know, what are their major concerns, uh, whether they should be vaccinated or not? It's uh, safety. Again, it's safety. Safety is a major concern. Uh, safety against what? Against side effects? Safety. Yeah, yeah. Whether the vaccine uh, after they receive the vaccine, whether the vaccine is safe for them, whether they would develop any com uh, uh, complication and that sort of thing, and whether they are they are fit, whether they are fit to take the vaccine or not, that is their main concern. Hmm. So usually, uh, would you suggest a blood test or you know body check before going uh, to to be vaccinated? Now, I'm doing the side effect in my clinic, so I only uh, take care of uh, 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 people uh, aged about eight, 18, 18 and about. And then when they come to my clinic, I have to, uh, you know, assess them first, you know, and ask them a, a full uh, uh, medical history and then uh, do uh, some uh, uh, check their temperature, measure blood pressure, pulse for them. And then uh, if there is no contraindication, then I can advise them that they can uh, take the vaccine. And... Uh, um, some people who come to my clinic doesn't want to take the Sinovac. They want to take the uh, BioNTech. So they also come to my clinic to ask me for my advice. And if I see that they are fit, and I tell them they're fit, you know, if they need some further investigations, then I ask them that they should go to the labs to do, say, like an ECG or do some blood testing for the lipid profile or do some uh, for the uh, 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 diabetic profile and that sort of thing. I would advise them on that, you know. Mm. And then uh, for the children, I think, well, they also ask about young children because uh, the, about teenagers. But I tell them that for the teenagers, usually you know, they do not have a problem with hyper hypertension, uh, high blood cholesterol or diabetes. So they're quite safe, except that, you know, whether they are, uh, maybe, maybe some of them have a very severe allergy or anaphylaxis or to multiple food or to uh, multiple uh, drugs. 
then they have to be careful. They have to ask uh, the uh, specialist. And if the children are on the, uh, uh, immunosuppressant, immunosuppressive drugs or on biologics, or they are uh, suffering from serious illness like some uh, cancer patients, then they have to ask back their specialist. Okay, some emails to finish off. Charles says, to encourage citizens to partake in the vaccination programme, we all need to see some benefits, not just herd immunity. For instance, I intend to head to New Zealand and Australia in the near future and then return to Hong Kong. I had my vaccinations in April in Hong Kong. I will be tested before I head to New Zealand, then quarantined for two weeks, and then later travel to Australia under the bubble. On my return, I will at this point be tested again and then quarantined in Hong Kong. In the meantime, Hong Kong attempts to build a bubble with Singapore that fails at the last minute. Life has its risks, but Surely this is beyond what one could be termed a risk, but rather an extreme case of over-management. The attendant cost to myself and the frontline teams is not acceptable. Even with all the vaccinated at Herbert immunity level, there will still be isolated cases, but we will learn to live with this. The Hong Kong government must offer recognition to its citizens to support the vaccination programme. That comes uh, from uh, Charles. Uh, Eve says, Heard Regina, great way to increase membership. You guys need to address the data protection and privacy issues since the data is collected by private sector. Will it be destroyed after September 21 or used for some other purposes without the consent of the owner? Please get some legal person to address the privacy issues. That comes uh, from Eve. And Matthew says uh, in an email, uh, did the listener who wrote in claiming the person who set the old man on fire had fled to Taiwan provide any fact based to support this assertion? Does Backchat have any limit or standards regarding the disinformation it allows listeners to promulgate on the programme, especially in relation to crimes? Can Toby or any other police representative provide a proper update on this case. As mentioned on Friday, it's shocking that almost two years later this horrible crime has not been solved. How could this be with so many bystanders, video footage, CCTV cameras and media coverage? Are the police still trying to find out who did it? With regard to Regina, clearly she found it easier to give away her own soul and Hong Kong people in return for political gain. Uh, she did that years ago, but has hung on to the gaudy diamond-encrusted Rolex since 1993. That's from Matthew. Uh, thank you very much indeed to uh, both the uh, doctors. Mike Kwan, uh, paediatric immunology, allergy and infectious disease specialist. Thank you very much indeed. And thank you very much indeed to family physician Dr. Kwan Karmay, both Dr. Kwan. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, many thanks to you, Ada. That's it from us. Uh, the weather, a few showers, isolated thunderstorms around this morning, then hot with sunny periods during the day. Temperatures up to about 32 degrees, the outlook sunny periods, and a couple of showers in the next few days. 30 Celsius now, relative humidity is at 76%. Want to be a perfect employer? You have to pay wages and make MPF contributions on time. Remember to make MPF contributions and submit remittance statements on or before the 10th day of each month. If there are public holidays on or before the 10th of the month, you should arrange your MPF contributions earlier. A 5% surcharge will be imposed for late contributions. Use electronic services to make timely and accurate contributions. 934, the news with Samantha Butler. NATO leaders have warned of the growing threat posed by China to the security of the alliance. The Secretary-General of NATO, Jens Stoltenberg, warned that Beijing was coming closer through its military activities in the North Atlantic and Africa, in cyberspace and through Chinese investment in NATO members' critical infrastructure. The outgoing chief prosecutor of the International Criminal Court